What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Yes, sir. So, I know it's been a couple weeks, but we ended with uh, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was praying. He was praying, and he was asking us to pray. And, uh, well, his disciples, he was uh, about to encounter something that was going to be very difficult. And, and, you know, you remember, brother, we talked about, I don't think you remember, because I think you came in a little late, but we talked about uh, basically Jesus talking to God about things that uh, he's going to be going through, right? And, 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 And always keeping it in the forefront of your mind that you got to go to God. You got to watch. Yeah. You got to pray. You got to watch and pray. You got to watch and pray. And Jesus kept trying to get his disciples to do that. And today, we're really picking up right there, praying. Like, you know what I mean? We, <laughs> I love the scripture because in the scripture, Jesus talks about never ceasing to pray. Like, never ceasing to pray. Beautiful scripture. Um, and and the story, it's very prevalent even in today's time because uh, what the woman was wanting, right? And I'll just start reading. It's uh, Luke 18, starting at verse 1, and it's, it reads, uh, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain time there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice amongst against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I do not, even though I don't fear God or care what people think yet, because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find faith on the earth? It's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and I love how he ended it, right? Because it, it, the way he ended it was basically the way the writer started it, was praying and not giving up, right? So when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? Will he find folks who are continuing to, to trust in God and not give up, right? We, we talked about faith for a while, and uh, we talked about, obeying God, trusting God, believing in God, and not in that order, but but the reverse of the order, right? Starting at the back end and going back to the front, obeying, trusting, believing, believing, trusting, and obeying. Um, and here we are talking about praying. One act of your obedience is praying, communing with God. And, like, when you – you have to. you it, it, It's um, – you have to, right? In a world such as it is, it is, man. We I talk to so many people 
and I listen to so many different things, and you hear people saying the same thing, life, life is hard. Um, life is hard. It's a struggle. It's, it's difficult. It's, life is hard. And you hear it, brother, I hear it day in and day out, day in and day out. Everybody, everybody's going through something. Everybody's wanting something. Everybody is, uh, you know what I mean? We're all over the place. Wanting this attention, seeking attention, then life happens, and then you got difficulties at work, you got difficulties within your family, you got family members passing away. Life is just happening all around us, and and the world keeps spinning around the sun, regardless of what's going on within our lives. It's like it doesn't matter in some senses, but then in other senses, we feel like we should be the focal point. Uh, uh, about everything that's going on in the world. The world should stop because of us. Um, and it drives us insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 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 some of us, it drives us insane. Others, others of us, it drives us to God. You know what I mean? And then the rest, you know, it drives us to very various things so that we can cope, so that we can get by. And um, in this scripture, that's why I say it's so prevalent. So, so what am, what are we getting there? What are we really talking about here? What are we talking about in this passage? Just this, just real simple. Pray. Don't give up. Don't give up. Regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what's up ahead, regardless of what's behind you, just just pray. Don't give up. Don't give up on what? Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God, man. Don't give up on God. And here's the scripture where Jesus is giving you a parable and he's talking about this unjust judge and this widow woman and this widow woman kept coming to this judge for justice let me tell you what justice but she said justice against my adversary so she had an adversary right and she wanted justice against this person or thing or whatever it was she wanted justice right and and, and I'm, I'm i'm guessing that in some eyes or even her eyes they had got away with something that they had did that directly affected her. And so here she was pleading, right, pleading, pleading with with us that, that, hey, man, grant me justice. You know what I mean? I, I want justice. And, and, and not that justice was going to really alleviate the situation. It wasn't going to alleviate it, right? But it would grant her peace in mind that this person didn't go away unpunished. Because sometimes... In life, we feel like things are happening to us, and then we're just reaping, you know what I'm saying? We're just reaping the, 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 on the back end um, unwarranted or unmerited, you know, consequences. Like, what did I do to deserve this? You know, you have so many people asking that question, even if you go back to Jesus, talking about him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus was pleading with God so that this cup to be removed, right? And and in that, in that, it's it's like some people would look at that and be like, well, man, was that not unjust that, that here he was pleading with God for God to grant him the removal of the cup, right? But then God didn't do it. But he, he kept it in perspective what he was there for. But but the, but the side I want to look at is the angle, right? Your perspective, looking out on end and on what Jesus had to go through. It's like, well, man, it's not fair. It's not fair that he had to go through that. And so many of us look at our lives and say, man, 
this just ain't fair that I got to go through this. It's just not fair. But what? But 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 don't miss what Jesus did. He talked to God about it, right? It, it, regardless of him thinking it was fair or not, and, and he did think that it was not fair, right? That wasn't his perspective. The perspective was solely on teaching, which is showing us what we need to go through when there's a difficulty that is coming our way or if we're in that difficult situation. We got to talk to God, right? Bro, we, can, we can't give up. We can't give up. We got to talk to God, and I'm going to keep stressing that. And this woman, continuing on, she kept going to this judge, though. She kept going, and he kept refusing, but she kept going. He kept refusing, but she kept going. <laughs> and if you think about it, what Jesus is trying to show you and indicate that this judge was unjust, right? He could care less about what happened. <laughs> he was unjust. Notice what they said in the beginning. This judge was not just. He wasn't a good judge. Like, it, was, it didn't matter what happened. He didn't fear God, and he didn't care what people thought. I could care less. I could care less. This judge did, right? And it was his place. It was, he was in the place to bring about justice. But he's like, I don't care, and I don't care what's going to happen. But notice, though, just as a second of the parable, notice, though, because she kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back. He got to the point where she became bothersome. She became a nuisance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He became annoyed with her. He said, he said over in five, he said, yet it's not because I care about what people think. No, this girl is getting on my nerves. She's getting on my nerves. I will see that she gets justice so that, and notice here, this is the thing, so that she won't eventually come and attack me. He didn't care about what she thought. He didn't care about how she felt. He didn't even care about her getting justice. But what he did care about was his place. Unjust. Unjust is all as he thought he was, but, but, but he did have a care. Right? He didn't want himself to be in the same position as she was. <laughs> But this is in your humanism, right? This is how God is pointing this out. In your humanism, this is how you think. In your humanism, I don't want the same thing to come upon me as it as it's come upon her, right? And and so so I'm going to grant her this thing. And then Jesus turns around and says, Now listen to this unjust judge. This guy that's not just. He could care less about justice. He's just looking out for himself in this situation. Because he sees that this woman is not giving up. She's not giving up. She's going to keep fighting this thing. She's going to keep driving this thing home. Hey, I want justice. He's going to grant her this thing. Now think about it like this. Now what would a God that is just, a God that does care about what you think, he does care about how you feel, even in the process of you thinking, no, he doesn't. No, he does. God cares about all of us. It hurts him more to see us suffer than it does us suffering, right? God's suffering more to see us suffering. Because he has to suffer through everything that we're thinking about him through the suffering. And then he's like, well, but dad, why, wouldn't he, why would he let us suffer? Because it's a process of you getting to know him, though. Not just you getting to know him, but it's you getting to know him in the, in, through the eyes of him. 
looking at you. So what does that mean? What it means is you get to see who you really are through God's eyes. God is showing you who you really are through this thing of suffering. It's like he's helping build you up to be who you really are through the suffering. Why would you want to be built up to who you really are so that you can be who you really are? There's something about suffering that really brings about the true nature of a person, of a thing. I was listening to Will Smith a while back. He said, put a person on a treadmill for about six minutes straight at a certain pace, and you'll start to figure out who they really are after that. After that fatigue starts to sit in, you start to learn really who a person is after they've run for a few minutes on the treadmill. <laughs> and it's funny that, that even the world knows this thing. There's something about having to deal with difficult times that it really brings not the best or the worst out of you. It really brings the truth out of you, right? Nobody wants to suffer. Everybody wants to be in this place of ease. But notice in the ease that you are in, you're not even being who you truly are. It's like, that's funny. Like, why would you say that? Like, why? like well, think about it. Like, remember when, they, when, the, when the disciples was on the ship and, 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 and the storm came and Jesus told them to get on the ship because we about to go to the other side? We had more ministry to do. And immediately when that storm came, it was like, Lord, don't you care that we, we are about to die? You're down here asleep. Like, all of a sudden, God done done, he's done, Jesus has done all of these miracles, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're showing who they really are because the storm is out there. Do you not care that we're about to die? Wait, wait, didn't I tell y'all before I got on this boat that we were going to the other side? If you saw me sleeping, but this is the time for you to rest. If I'm asleep, you need to rest, too. It's not the time for you to pray and watch. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is the time for you to rest. If I'm asleep, then you need to be sleeping, too. Right? But, but even in that, though, right, it's, it's another lesson to learn, right? Another lesson to learn. In the difficult time, they showed who they really were, but they showed who they really were to God, and then they got to see who they really were. They were unbelieving and untrusting. It's like, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, yeah, 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 huh. Uh-uh, yeah, huh, you are. You're very untrusting because I told you we were going to the other side. If you trusted me, you would have came down in the bottom of the boat and went to sleep with me while this storm rocked us to the other side. That You would have been fine knowing that you weren't going to die because this was not a storm to bring you to death. No, this was not that. This was not sent here to heal you. Merely, merely sent here to help you go to sleep because, Obviously, I'm asleep, so <laughs> just go to sleep, right? But, but back, to the, back to the scripture, where we are, where we are. And God is helping you to see something. That God is a just person. God cares about you, regardless of you not thinking that in the midst of what you're going through. No, he cares. He still cares. He still wants you to get justice, right? What he doesn't want is for you to give up. Give up on what? Give up on him. Because things are not being granted that you think should be granted when you think they should be granted. Like, you don't know why God is allowing this thing to fester or marinate or, or, or allowing this thing to build up to the, in the light that it is. You don't know why. But when you get to the end and you look back and you see why. It's like, wow, I see why I didn't get what I was asking God for at the time that I was asking him for it. Because I wasn't ready. Or because... The situation wasn't, wouldn't have been right because the outcome that came from that situation 
just really, really wouldn't have, wouldn't have been the same way if it happened when I thought it should have happened. But as I continued, though, to talk to my God about it, as I continued to talk to him about it, it's like he, he began to do something else in me. He began to show me other things, shifting my focus from me to other things, helping me to see basically what he had been wanting me to see the whole time. He got me, even in the midst of what's going on. He, he has me. And, if, if, and I'm, go, I'm going somewhere, but and if I continue to talk to God about what's going on, then eventually not only will he, will he lead me, right, into to my justice, but, but he will show me again that he's been having me the whole time. And I want to bring up, I want to read something, I want to read something, I want to read something. And, and it's like I'm, I'm like, I'm trying not to just say it because I wanted to read it. I was reading Daniel. I had been reading Daniel. And, uh, and, and, and Daniel chapter 2, it was when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And Nebuchadnezzar had this dream, and he, had a, he called all his astrologers, he called his, um, who did it say? He says, he called all of his astrologers, this is James chapter 2, and he told them about his dream, and they couldn't, they couldn't answer his dream. And so he called, uh, who else did he call? He called his magicians, he asked his enchanters, and he asked his astrologers. And they said, what, what the king is asking for is too difficult. And this is 2.11. Uh, what the king is asking for is too difficult. No one can reveal the king to the king except the gods, and they do not live among the humans. <laughs> there was something God revealed to Nebuchadnezzar, and there was this dream that he revealed to him, and he was asking his enchanters, his magicians, and his astrologers to, to tell him what this dream was. He said, tell me this dream. I had a dream. Tell me the dream. And the astrologers and, and, and magicians and the enchanters, they were like, no, you tell us the dream, and then we will tell you what the dream means. And Nebuchadnezzar was like, nah, 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 uh-uh. This is not, nah. This is not how we're going to do it. Because if I do that, then you can just make up anything and say, ah, oh, well, this is what this dream means. No, you tell me what the dream is, then you tell me what the dream means. And that would be more believable because I would know you're hearing from something that gave me the dream, right? And, and neither of them could. So then Nebuchadnezzar was like, you know what? I'm going to kill all y'all. I'm going to kill everybody that's a magician, that, that is an astrologer. I'm going to kill everybody that, that has the, the audacity to, to claim that they can interpret anything supernatural. I'm, they, all y'all about to die. This is what this is the, the decree, right? So then his commander, it was a king's guard. He knew about Daniel, and he knew that Daniel was a man of God. And so verse 14 says, when Ariok, the commander of the king's guard had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon. Daniel spoke to him with wisdom intact. He asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Ariok then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went in to the king and asked for time so that he might interpret the dream for him. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends in Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from God 
he asked them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised God of heaven and said, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells, in, dwells with him. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what was asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. And so this is what I'm getting at. If you don't have your head, I shouldn't I didn't have really I don't have to say it because he he pleaded with God for mercy. Same as the woman. Right? Same as the woman. You have a woman widow going to a unjust king or unjust judge for mercy and for justice. And then you have Daniel and basically Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the story of going into the, the fiery furnace. These three God-fearing men going to God, God, the just God, for mercy. And then God reveals the dream unto him. What, what am I getting at? Well, the, before they went, before, before they were basically cut off, before they were basically killed off, what did they do? They didn't panic. They said, but let's talk to God. Let's ask God for mercy, right? Let's ask God for mercy. God, grant us mercy. Show, show us what the king is asking for. And why? Why was that prevalent? Why was it even prevalent at the time? The, the amazing part was this. At the time, this story leads you to see that God used Daniel to show the king his dream, and then God, in turn, elevated Daniel through the king because he saw, the king saw that God and Daniel had a close relationship. Right? So two things happened, and they were both of elevation. God was elevated through Daniel, and through Daniel being elevating God, God elevated Daniel, right? Daniel didn't ask for that. All Daniel asked for was mercy. God granted him mercy, and then he elevated him within the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar, right? He, he was basically, yeah, it was God's kingdom. But what I'm getting at is this. You don't know really what this endangerment is bringing about. You have no idea. You have no idea why you're going through this struggle, why, why this difficult time came upon you. You have no idea. But if you start just talking to God and pleading to God and not giving up on God because the thing around you is looking good, if you just don't give up, you never know how he's going to elevate you through the process because he's realized, because not just he's realizing, but because he's helping you to realize that God is in control regardless of what's going on. And then after he, you see that, you can stay in the place where you were before he elevates you, right? This was just about Daniel being elevated. I'm not saying God is going to elevate you, but I'm saying you don't know if he is or not. And this may be a time where he is going to elevate you, but you have to decide if you're going to stay humble and keep trusting and keep talking and keep talking and keep talking and keep talking to God. It's just really that. I got to keep talking to God. Right about whatever it is, I'm gonna just keep talking to God, and then when God grants me whatever it is that I was talking about, I'm not gonna stop talking to Him. No, I'm gonna keep talking to God. 
After that, I'm going to keep talking to God. And then after that, I'm going to keep talking to God. And after that, I'm going to keep talking to God. And I'm not going to give up on God, regardless of what comes, regardless of what comes about, because he may be wanting to use me for something greater than what I could ever imagine. And that's all I have. Well, I got one more thing. Uh, Paul said it like this over in Galatians 6, and I'll read it. Um, but I thought it was really profound. It really just just goes back to basically what it is that I have been saying about praying. But he says it about doing good. Uh, 6, I think, verse 9. He says, let us not become, and I'm reading NIV, let us not become weary in doing well and doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. <laughs> same thing, right? It's the same thing. It's the, this, this, Jesus said in the book of Luke, it was pray and don't give up, right? Daniel prayed to God for mercy, and then God granted the mercy. He pleaded. They said pleaded, right? It's basically a, 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 a process of reciprocity. I'm going to continue to do this. I'm going to loop this thing that's pleading. Please, God, please, like a begging, like a, like a continual going to God for something, right? And then Paul says it this way. Let's not become too weary when doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And at the end of that segment in 18, or that parable in 18, what did Jesus say? When I come back, whom will I find? Where will I find faith when I come back? Because this is the whole thing, right? It's, it's maintaining my faith until, until God comes back, right? Until the day he says, okay, we're done. Let's go. It's time. Come on. And you're constantly, you're not surprised by it because you have been watching for him to come the whole time. So you don't have to worry about getting caught because you're doing good, right? But we'll talk about that more later. So that's all I have, brother. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. Awesome, boy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you how you gonna bet? How you gonna become one with someone who you don't spend no time with? Yes, yes, yes. And, and especially once we realize that that's his objective, <laughs> and his objective is what counts. Yeah. All the mess that we be asking him about is all about physical mess that's gonna change. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And and I, I, and and I, prayer is the only way we stay rooted and grounded in what it is that we believe. Right. And not get distracted. Right. If we distracted over stuff, we didn't even worry about stuff. That I mean, who told you to worry? <laughs> yeah. Huh? And we and we don't we don't we don't. I mean, prayer is make what makes me realize that I only have one purpose. Yeah. And it's him. It's him. It's him. And regardless of what's going on, yeah. it's still him. It's him. And we get caught we get caught up in the circumstances, the situation, and who's the greatest and all this other garbage. Garbage. And that's not the point. 
the point the point is that we are traveling and I think travel is a good word to use. We are traveling with the most high. Oh yeah, that's a great word. Yep. Yeah, we're traveling with the most high because the circumstances is changing, the situations, all the stuff around me is changing, but I'm experiencing the most high and his unchangeability. Yeah. He don't change. Don't And don't none of it phase him. None of it. <laughs> and, 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 and Enoch experienced that. Yeah, he did. Enoch experienced that, and 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 and, and we'll wake up. We'll realize that boy, he has given us the same opportunity that Enoch had. Yeah. Same opportunity. Just just walk with me. Just walk with me. Yeah, just walk with me. Come on, come on. Let's go for a walk. I got that you. Just so hap- that just so happens never to have an ending. Yeah. Never that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that yeah. journey never ends. Yeah, and, and that's the that's the amazing part too, right? At some point in time, we come to the realization of that. Yeah, and we can ask ourselves dumb questions like, "So, what if this happened while I'm I'm dealing with God? What if it happens? Exactly. What if it happens? So what?" If I'm with God, then I'm good. I'm, yeah, yeah. Where, where else? Where else ought I to be? I'm good, right? Yeah. I'm good. And so, and so, and so he tell, and so he telling us, uh, Jesus had to minister to them twelve men, right? Right. He was around, and plus he had a he had, and he also had a physical mission, but. All the time, number one with him is his relationship to his father. And 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 anybody around him had to had to recognize that, see that. Yeah, that was the whole thing. That was his whole mission. That was his whole mission was to show people that him and his father were one. That he didn't go or do anything or say anything without his father. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.